Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Zimmerman. I did a live lecture on Monday, Lance. On purpose? Uh, yeah, no, I just stood on the street corner and just started talking and it's just people stopped to listen. I mean, I've done that. <laughs> There's a homeless man that, that, uh, is around the corner, um, from my office at, at the interchange that, uh, sits out with a banjo and, uh, oh, really? plays the banjo on the corner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't wow. think, you know, the, you normally think like a homeless person, you think like ukulele or something like cheap, you know, yeah. like a banjo's yeah. a little or bit of an investment. Yeah. yeah. Banjo's an investment for a homeless guy. That's durable you know, goods. Absolutely. Durable yeah, goods. I, no, I, I, uh, I did a lecture for the residents at the, at the dental school here. Um, I do that every, every few years and, huh. uh, it's great because it's really easy to lecture to residents and dental students. It's the People easiest that don't thing know any ever. better. <laughs> it's not that they don't know any better. It's that it is, they're so thirsty for like a, a lecture that isn't just like some wow, dude okay, who great. has tenure, who's just boring as shit. Just like, <laughs> like it th- sure. doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. to them. Um, yeah. They're just hungry to have something that isn't a boring <laughs> stuffy lecture. I did a lecture at NYU, same kind of thing. It was all these students. It was, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm a nobody. I'm I'm just here for the pizza. <laughs> what are you, Kenny? <laughs> I should be. Let's, we I, should, I aspire. I need uh, I need Clint to make one of his shirts that says, "I'm just here for the pizza emoji." <laughs> all right, I think I'll and, get and on in, that. in quotations under that, Lance Timmerman. Um, <laughs> It's fun. Like they just, you know, they're, they're sort of, it's, I would say it's like, they're easily impressed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't even have to have my fast walk. I can be throwing 84 miles an hour and they're like, wow, they're throwing so hard, you know? Yeah. You're, you're um, Greg Maddox. Yeah. No, they, they think I'm Randy Johnson, uh, you know? And it's like, I'm, and meanwhile, I'm Greg Maddox, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it doesn't, you don't have yeah. to have, have the, the hottest of, 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 uh, of stuff coming in. Speaking of Randy Johnson, uh, yeah. This week is the, um, uh-huh. I believe, twenty-year anniversary of Randy Johnson hitting a bird with a fastball in spring training. Do you remember that? I was just about to bring up. I was just about to bring up the bird. <laughs> That's so amazing. It was it's twenty the, years. It, it was about twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty years ago. The, the Athletic wow. did a, a article on it, and they interviewed a bunch of people um, who were there. And uh, Randy Johnson refused to participate. Yeah, he never really liked that moment anybody or anything really well he's a famous (laughs) famous asshole um and Uh he even says in there like he even the day of like he was just like is anybody gonna he goes into the uh press conference like the the like hour after Uh it happened and it was like is anybody gonna ask me about my pitching and not about the bird like i was like no we want to ask you about the bird he just got up and left yeah yeah that's randy yeah you just killed a bird 
like with a pitch, like, uh-huh. and it's on, it's ca- captured forever. Oh, it was 20 that's... years ago this week. Yeah. Wow. It was 20 years ago this week. Shit, they interviewed I feel old. The batter, they interviewed uh, the catcher who was supposed to catch the ball. They interviewed like <laughs> the second baseman. They interviewed like the the the, the uh, people on the field or uh, in the in the box uh, doing the game on radio. Um, uh-huh. And everyone was just like, "This is the craziest thing of all time." That that I mean, we're still talking about it. It was crazy. That was uh, amazing. Apparently, Jeff Kent went and picked the bird up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and took it into the locker room. CPR? No, he just I took mean, it in the locker room and threw it away in the locker room. Um, oh, but okay. no, like everyone's asking like, what happened to the baseball and no one knows if that happened today, that baseball oh, would be auctioned off for like, Oh, for sure. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Easy. So Easy. if you don't know what we're talking about, go search Randy Johnson hits a bird. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's the greatest Amazing. baseball like blooper, I guess. Is it a blooper? I don't, it's just a moment. I don't know. You can call it a blooper. Blooper ish. I mean, it's yeah, but it's 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 yeah, like more than right. a blooper. Like a blooper is when a guy falls down, like trying to catch a fly yeah. ball. This is like, if it is a boop blooper, it is the greatest blooper of all time. But it's also just sort yeah. of like um the most amazing timing ever. Yeah, it was. It was. Did did uh, Peta ever like come out and? No, this. I think today, obviously, this would be it. Would be a different story today. This was, you know, um, what two thousand and one. Um, uh-huh. so, you know, a, a different day and age at that point, you know, with, with no internet, no social media, but now for sure there'd be tweets and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Interesting, interesting story to read from the athletic. It was probably, Crazy. I don't know, a 4,000 word story on Randy Johnson killing Jesus. a bird. It was good. <laughs> I read every word of it. I, I, I read every word I of it, but that's all right. So I like, I love articles like that. Like I love long form uh, journalistic articles on weird kitsch things like that. Do you remember the one time I found on the ringer, the like 6,000 word essay about that, that, uh, that song about girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. We, we talked about it for like, <laughs> oh, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. 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 I love stuff like that. I love like long form journalism on bullshit and, and that yeah. just Randy Johnson killing a bird is, is definitely bullshit. Um, speaking of bullshit, um, uh-huh. The Snyder Cut came out last week. Yeah, Clint told me about it. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, yeah, that would be... Yeah, he'll proudly explain that one. So, if, for those of you who don't know, the Snyder Cut refers to... Um, D. Snyder. <laughs> of uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted, and he got circumcised. <laughs> and he live-streamed it on Quibi. And, uh, <laughs> no, that's gross. <laughs> it's, that's going to happen though. A celebrity will get circumcised on some sort of like streaming TV device at some point, And you'll have to pay to see hey, it. 20 bucks, 20 bucks. <laughs> so, um, Zack Snyder is a director and producer mm-hmm. of mainly like superhero and comic book movies. I thought he was on Saved by the Bell. He may have done that way back when, but I like a, recently I was just looking at his filmography and it's just like um, Justice League, Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Man of Steel, Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. um, Watchmen, 300, 
Like those are all like comic book movies and or, I mean, 300 is a comic book movie. It's adapted from a graphic novel. Same thing as Watchmen. It's adapted from a graphic novel. It's a fucking comic book movie. Um, So that's kind of like what what he does. I don't know if he did Save by the Bell. I'm not seeing that on his um, (laughs) IMDb. I could be wrong. No, he didn't. Oh, you're thinking of of fucking, of Zach... um, God, what? What was his name? It was a fucking character. Zach Morris. You're thinking of Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess they what they did was they they had a bunch of extra footage left over from this uh, Justice League movie that came out in 2017. And could you imagine a Zach Morris cut? That would be great. It's just talking on the big cell phone the whole time. Uh huh. Doing his hair. I would actually enjoy that. So, be any worse. so when this movie came out, when Justice League came out in 2017, it uh-huh. garnered a whopping 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. And at the time, the original theatrical release was an hour and 59 minutes. An hour and 59 minutes of a 40%er, right? Sure. So apparently, like news comes out that they had all of this footage that they cut, and and Zack Snyder is sort of alluding to the fact that uh, the 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 studio didn't let him make the movie that he wanted, and and so hmm. people started clamoring for this, you know, have him edit his version together. And so finally, they did it, and he edited his version together without the studio interfering or anything. And they dropped it on HBO Max because hmm. fucking everything gets dropped on HBO Max right now. Um, Might as well. My underwear gets dropped on HBO Max. Um, I dropped a deuce on <laughs> HBO Max. They will pick it up, man. They will pick it up and they will air it and they will give you points on the back end is what they'll do. All right. Um, back end. So they released this thing on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's four hours and two minutes long. Oh God. Worse than Gone with the Wind. Let's get, let me get this straight. You put out a movie that got four. You got to put out a movie that no one liked. It got a 40% of Rotten Tomatoes. And you thought the problem with it was that people wanted more of it. <laughs> So let's uh-huh. double it up, actually more than double it up, and put out a. It's called doubling down. Four, yes, it's actually it, that is absolutely what it is. Is more than doubling down. Zack Snyder just <laughs> fucking going ham with his Snyder cut. The crazy thing is, is I was searching on Rotten Tomatoes to see what Justice uh-huh. League was. This new one that's called Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's getting 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess really? I'm fucking wrong. I guess exactly <laughs> what people wanted is just like more. If you, if you can put out some shit, double it and get more shit and people are happy. That's the, like the fucking water or the, uh, the supersized version of it. Um, it's the wildest thing I, I have crazy. I, I wouldn't mind watching it. I just don't fucking have four hours to devote to this. I bet you do. I, it's gonna take Not me like row. it's gonna take me about three weeks to get through it, like at fifteen yeah. minutes at a time. Okay. Jesus Christ! Challenge accepted. <laughs> I was thinking about like, what if there was a Snyder cut of our podcast? <laughs> it would just be like an hour and a half of me opening baseball cards. Nobody, no, trust me, nobody, nobody wants, wants it. Let's just give them way more of it. I mean, in a way, we've already done it when I just fucking wasted six, six hours, hours of you hours. talking about Manchester music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one wants more of that. Just 25 straight minutes of you saying curse words consecutively. Uh-huh. 
to where it's Actually, just beeped to, to the point where it's just a solid beep for just 25 minutes. People are going to think it's like, you remember like when they would have technical difficulties on uh-huh. TV and it would just be like that screen that had uh, all the colors and, uh, and, and shapes on it. And it would just have uh-huh. that like, like beep. Or what that wasn't it? There an Indian uh, a circle with an Indian. Yeah, and, uh, well, it is. I think before. Yeah, yeah. they do the national anthem and then sign. Yeah, off. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be um, back when TV you actually used to stop airing. Right. Things. Yeah. 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 Before <laughs> before the the paid advertisements at the at the uh, end, yeah. end of the day, it would just be four and a half hours of me complaining about airplane delays. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 three and a half hours of a, of us finding suicidal people on Reddit, <laughs> just blasting their post history. Yeah, shit going dark. That's the oh, the wow. Snyder cut of our uh, of our fucking podcast. The Snyderian cut <laughs> to make it mm. dental. Oh Jesus, Lance, this is an advice show. <sighs> I guess we answer your questions. <laughs> we answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to working interferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question. Do we Lance? Oh, fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best movie ever? Because we all know that a four-hour version of The Dentist with Corbin Burnson is the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Uh, when I went on um, the short-lived um, Michael DeTola host the Dental Up podcast, um, it's already... How was that? It, it was awesome when it lasted. I actually really enjoyed the show. I loved okay. his format. His interview format was really good. Um, Anything to Tola is gold. Yeah. So he, um, for every episode, he would find a cameo. Uh, you know, that service where you can pay a celebrity to say some shit and record it and send it to you. Oh. So he did, uh, he had a cameo for every episode. And for mine, he got Corbin Burns. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I guess he told him like in the instructions that it was that, that I was going to be the guest in the show. And he's, Corbin Burns was going to say something about me. And he told him that I'm obsessed with the movie, The Dentist. And Corbin was like, what's wrong with you? It's a <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> but if, I would watch a four-hour fucking version of it. No doubt about it. Sure. It was oh, great. Yeah. I feel like I already did. Well, we talked about it for three hours. <laughs> so how long would yeah. the rewatchables version uh-huh. of The Dentist be? If we did, if that movie was like an hour and 40, probably would be my guess. Mm-hmm. And we basically yeah. doubled it. So it'd be a six hour podcast if it was a three hour, four hour movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> Let's get Zack Snyder on it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Question one Reddit user Chung2k6 asks I touched the crown, so now it's mine to replace. Patient came in for a new patient exam back in July of 2019. She travels from Arizona to Washington and back. Down in Arizona, she had two crowns completed, 18 and 19, on March 31st, 2018. As I did the exam, I told her, your crowns, they are fracturing. I tried to take pictures, and you can see them on album. And he did post some pictures. 
On the day before Christmas Eve 2019, her number 19 crown broke as she was about to travel back to Arizona. It was super sensitive and she wanted a temporary repair as quickly as possible until she could get the crown replaced in Arizona for what I thought would be free or at a very significant discount because it was just done in 2018. So I did a quote, protective restoration D2940 to help her out of pain. Down in Arizona, they refused to replace 19. Instead, they only replaced 18. Apparently, since I had touched her crown, number 19, it's now, quote, mine, end quote. And it upsets me. They did not replace number 19. The patient is a cast patient. She isn't due back to Arizona until fall 2021. And she's asking me what she should do. What do you guys think? What a fucking douche. To be, to be clear, we're talking Ari- Arizona, right? Arizona dentist being a fuckhead. Yeah. Dude, your shit broke. Replace it. Man up. It barely lasted. It Was it a year? It was 20. Year? It was done on March 31st, 2018, and it broke on Christmas Eve 2019. So that is... So a year and a half? A, yeah, 18 ago. months. Well, what, regardless, it's, unex- regardless, it's an un- unacceptable amount of time. Yeah, no. I mean, what's it honestly costing you? It's costing you chair time plus a hundred bucks lab bill. Just fucking do it. And the Good chair will. time honestly is fairly small because yeah. it's like it's broken it's in half. Broken. Like it's going to be pretty easy to pop off. And yeah. and then it's just a matter of refining your prep and scanning it or taking an impression and making a tap. I mean, that's fairly exactly. simple. That's a 30, 40 minute appointment. I mean, in this day and age, you're, if you're a dickhead like this asshole in Arizona, you're you're running the risk of being right, quote right. But then you're going to get a Yelp review about an asshole you are. That's that's going to cost you way more than the cost of the crown. It's not worth it. Just fucking replace the crown. Well, plus you already you were already there doing number eighteen. <laughs> you were right next to it. The patient was. I you mean, gave him a block. They were already yeah. numb. It would have taken yeah, you. You were already five more minutes. Three more, more minutes? minutes. Yeah. Jesus. To me, it's not even like it's, you know, we bring up. If you're the the dentist listening, if you're an write us in. I want to hear your version of the story, you asshole. Defend yourself. I'm sure he's not listening or or she. I know. No. Um, It's not so much the review, like the whatever. It's the just like the fucking principle of it, of like something I did, a zirconia crown. Like I can count on one hand how many zirconia crowns I've had Mm -hmm. break like this in my career, much less like two right next to each other. And to be like, oh, because someone slapped some composite <laughs> to cover the dentin. Yeah. I, it's no longer yeah. my responsibility. Like this isn't, this isn't, oh, you did my veneers and I'm going to have another dentist adjust my bite and he chips the uh-huh. veneer. Like that's a whole right. different, mm-hmm. that's a, so I, I can sort of see that. And even then I would probably be like, well, it's at the end of the day, it's still my work, you know, like I, I wish you would uh-huh. have let me be the one to adjust it, whatever, whatever. But sure. This to me is, is completely unacceptable. Like why it's right next to it. <laughs> yeah. It's you, almost you, you harder were, yeah. not to do it. Yeah. It almost yeah. takes you, more work when you're propping off that crown on 18 to make sure you don't break anything else or pop anything <laughs> off of 19. It's like more uh-huh. work. It's just, just nah, wild. That's just- I, I got to tell you, the more dentists that I meet, the more dentists that I hate. <laughs> and I already hate a lot of people. 
Yeah. I mean, so I'm trying to even get the, I'm trying to even get the reasoning, trying to find like some way to think of like, to think what the other, what the Arizona dentist was thinking. And I just, I can't think of anything. I can't think of any reason on a crown like this, why you wouldn't replace it when this woman just had like basically a sedative filling put on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, so you were expecting the dentist in Washington to just absolutely ignore it and let this patient suffer until he got all the way to Arizona. That's stupid. It's ridiculous. So let's say this happens in your practice. Let's say, do you, I mean, I don't, is is snowboarding from Washington state a Uh a thing? A lot of people do that. Yeah, It's pretty common. Uh, I don't know how it's a lot, but I've I've got a hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people will spend the summer up there. In the winter in the south somewhere? Yeah. Our summers are nice. Basically, from July 5th until mid-September, it's a pretty cool place to be. Fuck, that's like six weeks. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. That's why we want to move. Trust Jesus me. Jesus Christ, that's so crap. And I did say July 5th, because the 4th is traditionally a piece of shit. <laughs> I've been to Seattle on July 4th, and that year was actually a pretty day. All right. It, you found one. Um. So the snowbird deal, let's say you have a patient in your practice that does this and this mm-hmm. thing happens to you and, and a dentist in some other city, um, let's say San Antonio, Texas, doesn't want to replace a crown. What's your move? How do you handle it? My patient is down there and doesn't want to... No, it's this exact same situation. You're the Washington dentist. I, let's say I'm the Texas dentist. I put two crowns on somebody... The crowns look like crap. You show me whatever, or you show the patient. Then the a cuss breaks off of one, and you put composite on it. And then when she gets down to my office, I tell her, "No, that fucker in Seattle touched it. It's not my problem anymore." What do you? What's your next move? Honestly, the next time they're in town, I'm probably just going to make them a new crown. Just say, "Hey, this one's on me. I'm a nice guy. Uh, it sucks to have that situation. That person down there is an asshole. You should probably find a different pra- a, a dentist to go to. What a dick! But I got you. That's a, that's a good move. I'd probably call the fucking guy. Oh, I'd definitely call the guy and say you're a fucking dick. And I would just and- be like, "Listen, I've got some documentation. Like, listen, I'm not threatening you." Uh-huh. However, I have documentation of these crowns before they or when they were fractured before the piece broke uh-huh. off and dated and chart entries dating what I discussed with the patient. Um, and the patients requested those. And I'm not sure what the patient's going to do with them. However, I generally know what happens in a situation like this and it involves a state board. And wouldn't this just be easier to just take care of this lady? And and if that doesn't sway them, then there's no then there's no swaying, right? Then then I would tell the patient like, hey, it's time to go no holds barred. Um, and and I typically mm-hmm. wouldn't tell a patient to report somebody to to a state board, um, mm-hmm. but I would tell them to blast a couple one stars and um, yeah, send a letter to the state board. Here's here's the photos I took. I'd be happy to give you my chart notes. Yeah, because I'm outside of that state's jurisdiction, so it doesn't. Sure. You know, I'm not being dragged into it because they can't request my records. You know what I mean? They don't have the power to do that. That's what I worry about. Like when it's another dentist locally or whatever, like I get worried about the, even when it's like distinct malpractice, I'm always like, eh, yeah, you know, we'll get it figured out. But I, yeah. it, because that, like if, if, if the state board gets involved, then now my shit's involved. 
Yeah, I, I just don't like to even go down the path of anything. Well, then this, I mean, but like this is this is utter bullshit. This is absolutely patient abandonment. Yeah, I, I would never just, consider doing this to somebody. Oh, I never. So then well, I think because, like that's a reasonable thing to say, like you need like I'm not going to report this to the state board because it's not my place, because it's not me, but mm-hmm. I I this is one, this is just some bullshit. This is this is the patient or this is the the dentist in, in Arizona being an intentional dickhead. Um mm-hmm. and I, I just I don't, you know. I'm assuming that this lady wasn't an asshole. I'm assuming this is a sweet patient because the patient yeah. doesn't say otherwise. Well, generally, snowboard snowbird person snowboard. Is, yeah, snowbirds are are on the older group, and as a general rule, they're pretty sweet people. Yeah. So this is just like, but like you're throwing it on me because I put some fucking composite in. It's my responsibility. No, it's fucking your responsibility. This is your bullshit zirconia crown. Yeah, you fix it. Exactly. Should have lasted longer. Go fuck yourself. To have two know. zirconia crowns like that break back to back. Yeah, makes me think wrong. it's a milling issue. Yeah, I wonder if it was an in-house, which is even more reason to just fucking do it again. You're 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 yeah, what, 30, 40 bucks a block. Um I, I can't really tell from the photos. Mm-hmm. Um not that you really could. Um tell the difference between the two but yeah they're both uh-huh. they're both just crappy zirconia crowns and it's just like fucking fix it man it's yeah. <laughs> you took the money from that lady it doesn't cost you all that much it's not that big of a deal it's not like the days of gold where you know you had this big heaping lab bill um right you, you know like these aren't beautiful zirconia um so at the most they're 80 bucks <laughs> you know what i mean um, I just don't know why you would treat people like this. I just feel like the people that treat people like this that are like always looking for that out. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference between like, oh, a, a piece chipped off my crown and it's uh, four years and 11 months old and there's a five-year waiting period. I'm saying, all right, well, we're going to wait a month to do yeah. this. There's I a might difference find a way to... Between, yeah. yeah. There's a difference between that and this, which is just, well, you know, you're two and a half years in the you know, two and a half to three years yeah. left on, on the, on the, on the yeah. remake and you did it, you messed it up and just j- to just blatantly ignore it and try to push the blame off on someone else is a dick move. Well, and, and I'm, I'm not a religious guy, but I, I'm a kind of a karma believer. I, I like Brady Smith's whole approach of just giving shit away to charity and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's going to come back. You do something yeah, good. You take care of people. Do, yeah. Do a solid here. It's going to somehow, somewhere, cosmic karma is going to shine on you somewhere. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. It'll happen. It'll be worth it. Yeah. I just, I, I agree. I feel like taking care of people and standing behind what you do is important. That's my biggest thing is, is I can't stand when my shit doesn't last as long as I think it should. Yeah. And so, I would be embarrassed. They showed up and, oh my God, it's only been two years. And again, this is not something that you can push off onto the patient. It's not like there's recurrent decay or something like that because like, ah, they didn't take care of it or whatever. Like this is flat out broken zirconia. Well, respect the bite. You have to. Respect the the bite, but apparently not respect women. That's what I heard. (sighs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, is it allegedly (laughs) when you've been arrested? That's my question. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess OJ allegedly killed his wife. Uh huh. So I guess, yeah. And he was arrested. Exactly. So yeah, it's still, mm-hmm. alleg- it's still allegedly, <laughs> allegedly due process. Um, 
for sure. That's the justice system, baby. That's right. Um, nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Ten people know what we're talking about. Ever. Um, what it? It's what? It, just what a cheap cop out. I, I just don't understand it. Um, yeah. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I, get no, I often say this. Uh, my uh, my <laughs> staff is used to the my inferior colleagues make my job harder. Yeah. And I'm not saying all my colleagues are inferior, but the ones that are, yeah, they are really, really suck. Yeah, yeah, I'd get on the horn with this fucking guy in Arizona, mm-hmm. and I'd uh, I'd blast him, I'd blast him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. What a dick. Um, Reddit user Ultimate Flimdom <laughs> asks, <laughs> "How reversible is BioClear? I always see this mention as reversible as its quote additive end quote." But how do they remove the composite without damaging teeth? And aren't teeth damaged before adding the BioClear? So you're more versed than I am. I've done, I don't know, probably 50 triangles. Maybe, I don't know. No, that's probably yeah. an overestimation. I've done maybe 30 triangles. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm, I don't do class twos that way. Um, I'm assuming you do. Um, and you've probably done more triangles than that. Um, actually, not actually really, no, I'm- I'm I'm usually trying to get them to do porcelain, so I uh, th- this has been a pet peeve of mine for years. Not just BioClear, but anybody saying, "Oh, I this is because it's reversible." And I always tell a patient because sometimes I'm I'm having a conversation about a porcelain veneer ten unit smile makeover. They're like, "Well, I really like the th- idea of composite because it's reversible." And I'm like, "No, it's not." Well, no, it is because you're not removing any tooth structure. And I said it will be when you try to make it reversible. We're going to shave it all off. What do you think's left down? There's, it's impossible to be so precise that when I remove it, that I that the enamel underneath is untouched because it's got bonded shit everywhere, and I got to polish it all off. So it's not as destructive during your attempt at reversibility, but it's not reversible. Uh, yeah, they I, usually I, say, "Yeah, let's move ten. But I don't know as if I've ever heard. I've never necessarily heard the term reversible being... I've never heard David Clark say that. I don't remember him saying it, but I've seen it... Actually, I'm usually hearing it from the patient because someone else told them it was reversible. Whether it was their other shitty dentist that they left and came found me or or something. Somehow I've heard patients, as I'm trying to go over their options and they're trying to steer me towards the composite um and then i'm usually saying okay show me pictures of good composite veneers and i'll show you why they don't look very good um only newton fall and the like can do amazing composite veneers there's what a handful of guys who are just amazingly talented yeah marcus vargas bob margis yeah um they're amazing the majority uh are gonna give you a fairly mundane. So when I search for BioClear reversible, BioClear's website does not come up. It's a bunch of people's websites that come up. A bunch of dentist websites that saying BioClear is they took the course. easy and reversible. So that's like yeah. they're putting that on there. Yeah. I think it, it is additive. Yeah, actually I'm supposed to go hang out with David to I have a tooth that does part of his research or some of his lectures. I, I'm just gonna ask him what his uh, 
your thoughts are on the BioClear is reversible. See what he says. Yeah, it seems like everyone who's claiming this is just a dentist who has something about BioClear on their website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's I mean, all right. So it it is reversible if it's not bonded well. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I hate that. I mean, I, I'm I'm prepping a, a re- replacing a filling or something, and it, the old filling just flies away. And you're like, all right, they don't understand how to uh, properly. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, that's an oversimplification. I don't know. If it flies away, if it was not. Bonded. All right. So if it's 10 plus years old, debt and bond over 10 years is virtually nothing. So once re- retention and resistance form and the enamel portion of the composites cut away and all that's left is dentin, I would expect a, a big chunk of that to come out at, at the on the plus side of 10 years, just from what research says about the longevity of dentin bond. Now, enamel bond is, you know, and that's what we're talking about with BioClear is obviously is obviously a different a different animal, right? I've um, taken shit out that I did over ten years ago, and it did not fly away. Sure, no, I'm I'm not saying that for everyone for every single restoration. I'm just saying you could have a well done restoration, well done composite that's fifteen years old, um, and get through the enamel, and there's no more retention resistance forms, and what's left is just the composite that's next to dentin. And I could see how you could take an explorer and flick it out at that point. I'm not saying everyone. Name, name that tune in one note. <laughs> um, so a shitty done bioclair is probably pretty reversible. <laughs> if you haven't shitty, shitty done anything is probably reversible. If you haven't, well, I mean, specifically because you haven't cut anything away. And if you didn't like bioblast it and put on a rubber dam, um, it probably wouldn't be too hard to get all that to come off. Yeah, if you spit on it before you bonded it, that you probably yeah. Like, I mean, your own personal lube. If you had to, if you had to do, if you had to take off a well done bioclear, how would you even uh-huh. start to do it? You'd have to do it like with a, a diamond, a, a diamond, and in slow speed with no water, probably right, or just intermittent water, uh-huh. so you could see the. Because sometimes you can like you can start to see as you get through the composite as you get close to the enamel the sort of yeah if you got magnification you can see the difference in color yeah but you're still you're still gonna lose some enamel yeah I mean it's even like taking buttons off of Invisalign you know you're yeah you're you're still removing some I mean microns but yeah you're, you're taking enamel I, I've always wondered like all right so who wants to reverse back. Like I've done BioClear on somebody like, ah, no, nah, I don't like it. Like take it all off. Like whoever, that that never comes up. I, Well, so you, you're kind of a shitty dentist. You took a weekend course and you sold Mrs. Jones on this idea of this composite overlay thing. You get done and she looks in the mirror and she says, oh my fucking God, what the fuck did you do to me? Get this shit off. That's when you want to take it off and hope that it's reversible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just don't suck. Like, here's the thing. Uh, like, I think the deal with BioClear is not overselling it and not making a promise that it can't deliver, right? You can't show right. them like a photo of Appa's veneers, mm-hmm. you know, done in feldspathic porcelain stacked by an expert ceramist and whatnot and tell them like, I can make your teeth look like this because you can't. No. Um but I think it's fairly simple to 
close some black triangles with it. And so if you have some photos yeah. of what black triangles look like when they're closed, and well, that's and I, what I you show them, like I think that's a reasonable black triangles. Sure. I, I get so tired of, of so many dentists buy other people's work and yeah. to show what could be done. And then they go in, they try to do it. And, and they oh, can't do it. I, I guess I suck. Yeah, you do. Now we got proof. I mean, they're, they're, David, I think, probably is, is one of the few people that could probably bioclear veneer, you know, and, and make things look real nice. Um I, I don't make it look very good. I, I made so I made a video for him. He was lecturing in Vancouver for something, and so I drove down to because I have a tooth that he did, and he's like, "Yeah, so tell me about you know what do you think?" And I'm saying, "No, it was fine. It was this?" And they, you know, how's it look? And I went, "Well, it ain't style Italiano, but it's fine." That's probably not what you're supposed to say in his fucking course, Lance. It, 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 so he stopped the recording, and said, "Um, let's try that again." Yeah, you think? And I said it again. Jesus, Lance. No wonder no one likes you. <laughs> I'm so used to it. I, I, mean, I ran out of fucks 15 years ago. Come yeah, on. But he's... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah. But what tooth is it on? <laughs> Number 12. It doesn't fucking need to be style Italiano. That's, that was my point. Well, but you know, I, then he, followed, he followed up like, oh, oh, do you care? I'm like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> So, it's great lecture content. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, Clark is one of the few people that could probably do a set of like four resin veneers using a BioClear method um, where he closed triangles and, and sort of did the mm -hmm. whole, you know, uh, where he builds out the, the buckle surface, uh -huh. you know, half a millimeter or whatever, and, and does it right. I always end up kind of over disking some yeah. parts and under disking mm -hmm. other parts and, so that, that doesn't turn out quite as well for me. But if it's just triangles I'm closing, I can make them look pretty damn good. Um, it's just a matter of not overstating yeah. the patient. And and I, I could see, I, you know, you may have to correct one, but I just can't imagine how shitty you'd have to be for them to just say, take it all off. Like that just, I, I just can't imagine that yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Number one, the a perfect lesson to learn early on in a career is, uh, undersell and overdeliver. Yeah. Do not pretend you're fucking APA uh, unless you've got the skill set to, to back up. Yeah, but even if you sure. are, even if you have the same hand skills as APA, like, do you have the same ceramic setup? Like, do you have the same? Uh -huh. Is your practice set up to yeah. do you know with the systems that his? Like, like even if you have his hands, that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you can reproduce his results. And that's the same thing is true of BioClear. Like I, you know, yeah. Like Clark has now a I, microscope, and Clark has his whole office set up for this shit. You know, I even had a patient come back for recare, and suddenly, hey, your black triangles and diastemas are all, wow, you look great. And he had, oh yeah, I went down to this place. Uh, David Clark did this. I'm like, well, they look fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it's like it's what he it's all he does. It's what he does. It's all he does. You yeah. Know? So exactly. I don't know. I, I think looking at it. So first off, I've never heard David Clark say it's reversible. Second off, um, you should never have to reverse it. You know, hopefully exactly. you, you deliver with what you should. Um, but if it needs to be done, uh, if it needs to be reversed, hopefully it was shittily done enough to make it easy to get it off with like a scaler. And, uh, you know, if it's done shittily enough, you could pop it off with a scaler. And that would be in my hands. The odds are it was done shittily enough. <laughs>
strong chance. Um, we got a couple minutes to do one more question. All right. This is a good one. Up. Reddit user fat cat in orange hat asks, can I probe my own gums? I realized that at my last routine, is that check- masturbation. <laughs> yes, that is. Oh. What is he doing? What is Jake doing? He's probing his own gums in there, man. Give him a few minutes. <laughs> Give him three seconds. You'll be done. <laughs> I realized that at my last routine checkup, the dentist did not probe my gums or talk to me about my gum health at all. I know that if he was a good dentist and I had gum disease, he would have told me, but I have doubts. My gums feel irritated and or hurt around some teeth, and I don't feel like waiting another four months till my next appointment. Also, how likely is it for a dentist to not mention gum problems to a patient and only mention cavities? I would, to start by answering, I would answer that second part is pretty damn likely because it happens all the freaking time. Yeah, this is, okay, so waiting another four months. That means to me, you already have a history of perio. You, you yeah, are you're on aware. Recall. You have perio, you know you have perio. Um, I don't know, in my office, we, we probe once a year, not every single visit. And it's usually not me. It's my hygienist that's doing the probing. It's never me. We probe every visit. And that's the, really? that's the, well, that's because one of my hygienists, her father is the director of the perio department at the uh, dental school in San Antonio. So, yes, huh. we probe everybody every six months. When we have All a right. temp in, because so I ask every, every time. Three months. Uh, three yeah, months. If I mean, they're, yeah, if they're perio maintenance, they definitely get probed. Um, but we right. probe just like, we probe just profi patients every six months. Um, but that's because that's like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, and so I give them, I give them time to do it. Mm -hmm. Is it you or is it your hygienist? Oh, it's not me. No, it's the hygienist. Yeah. I always, in my office, I prefer the person who's, doing all that should be the one doing the probes too. Cause I swear I, I go, Oh yeah, this is a four. And then the hygienist looks at, no, that's a three or vice versa. Yeah, so there was an article. I mean, there's a a pretty landmark article, and I forget who the author is, but basically showed that um, hygienists probe about 30% harder than dentists, by and large, like over a large sample set. Obviously, there's individual people. You're going to have individual hygienists that, um, you know, probe much lighter, uh, and you're going to have dentists that Mm -hmm. probe harder. You know, you're going to have aberrations within that. But by and large, over a large sample size, uh, hygienist probe thirty percent harder than dentists do. Okay, fair enough. But they they should be the ones doing. They, they should be the ones probing. It's not. It's not. I totally us. agree. It sh- I honestly feel strongly it never should be the dentist doing the probing. No, unless it's unless it's a patient that came in to see me for emergency and yeah, I'm not going to kick them over to the hygienist so that they can probe to see if number eighteen is fractured. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, but to do a full mouth perio probing, yeah, ne- never say never, never say always. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It's so they're going to be the ones scaling and then watching for the changes. Right. So let them be the ones yeah. doing the. Reading. We do it every six months. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I, I don't even think AP strongly recommends that unless it's a periodontally involved patient. Um, it's just what mm-hmm. we do. And so, like when I have a temp hygienist in and I ask like for probings, they're always like, "Uh," I'm like, "Oh yeah, we par- we probe everybody every time." We don't probe kids, you know, but like any right, anybody over right. eighteen. But as, so, as you're doing your probing, are you doing also the bleeding points and the recession, and clinical attachment loss, and all the um, other mucus of a line? They, yeah, they definitely probe recession, or they definitely measure recession. Um, mm-hmm. 
and and you know i i think they do their best with the with the the bleeding points um they mm-hmm. they always measure frications when they are involved um but honestly yeah. like they, they don't check every molar for a frication they just like if it looks like there's a frick involved they check it sure um I always just find it funny where, uh, yeah, well, I got threes everywhere. I'm like, yeah, but there's seven millimeters recession everywhere. So, well, no, yeah, so that's a difference between, I mean, that's a whole different thing about yeah. probing depths versus clinical attachment loss, which is a whole like yep. argument. Um, yeah. But here's so can, <laughs> um, so first off, I think you, uh, I would consider switching dentists just because if you're four month recall, in my practice, everybody on a four, three month, four month recall gets probed every time. We don't we don't okay. wait for them every year. So I, I, that's that may be an aberration. I don't know how that's other true. people do it. Um, well, I think I think you're on the right path. If this person just went to the internet because clearly they distrust their dentist, and honestly, I, I feel like when trust is lost, it's so hard to over. get back. Yeah. It's it's honestly better to just move on and find something else. So. In this case, it sounds like they've tr- they lost trust. All right, go find one that fits your. I mean, part of my new patient exam, I have a I have a drop down thing as I'm fl- flicking around through through Gentrix. What would it take to make you happy with this office that you would stay? You know, what's important to you at, in a dentist? And if it's a, I want you to probe me every every visit. Well, we're going to write that down and make sure we give you exactly yeah. what you want. You may go a whole career without anybody ever asking that. Or saying that on your phone. Probably. Probably. But at least I asked. Let's get to the meat of this shit. Can this person probe their own gums? Absolutely. <laughs> Knock yourself out. We have talked about several times on here things that like we've done power rankings on things that would be, you know, easy to difficult on the scale of patients to do themselves. Um, and probing has got to be square on the l- low end of uh, on the low end of that towards the difficult side, right? Like I, I we don't t- think I'd ever considered it. I think we talked about like a, a, a complex composite buildup or something like that as being one of the hardest things to do on yourself. Sure. Um, sure. This has uh, got to be up there. Of dentures. Yeah. Um, well, no, but see still like we still have our guy. We still have our champion he, in the clubhouse. He's awesome. Um, yeah. I think this is up there like with that complex composite. Like, could you probe number eight yourself? Yes, absolutely. Can you probe every like interproximal and get an yeah. actual reading? And how on earth are you going to yeah. read? Yeah, the distal probe? fifteen. What do you got? In yeah. addition to how long in clinic as a dental student did it take you to learn how to probe? Oh, I never did. <laughs> I just make it up as I go. Three two three three two three three two three three two three. Um, and, uh, five. I bet it took me about halfway through junior year to be like really confident in probing. We used to, they used to check our probing. Perio would come down and check our probing. Oh, really? Yeah, on especially on Perio patients. Um, and they weren't checking you on pedo. <laughs> no, not for. They weren't checking our probing on pedo patients. <laughs> All right. Um. It took me, it took me, so I'd say six months. It took me about six months to get comfortable with, with probing to like, feel like not get nervous when they were checking my probing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I mean, there, there's zero chance. There's zero chance without light, without loops and without direct vision. There's no chance that anybody could absolutely could probe themselves. And there's no chance that anybody no. could even get close to even getting the probe in the right spot. No, they they absolutely can probe themselves. They just can't probe themselves well. 
they can stick them in the eye at one point. I, I've seen a lot of videos of people probing themselves, um, but I think we're talking about completely different things. Oh yeah, that stepmother um, was. Uh, Why is she always stuck yeah. in the washer, Lance? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she seems pretty clumsy. <laughs> oh shit! At least she's doing her laundry. That is yes. That is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely correct, Lance. Um, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Think so? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, you got any friends who are into probing themselves or watching videos? Not um, where they friends. <laughs> no. Apparently, David Clark <laughs> is trying to. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to get some fucking content out of you, and you're just uh, just shitting on him. Just every which way. Enjoy Hinman, bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell them about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new stepmom at a time. Um, His up with a rating. Lance, what's your favorite number? Uh, 72. Uh, Yeah, that's... I mean, you could try to leave us 72 stars. My favorite number is five. I'll Uh, take five. That would be great. 72, the year the Texas Rangers uh, came to Texas, actually. Oh, um, after the Washington Senators? Washington Senators, yeah. Um, uh, hit here. us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Uh, hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, workinginterferences with Dr. Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Uh, Twitter at Winterferences, Instagram at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Mash that follow button. Um, so I, this is going to sound like a strange question, Lance, but how do you feel about Taylor Swift? I actually like her. I sort of do too, but um, this isn't actually Taylor Swift that I'm picking. The reason I ask is because the ringer is doing a podcast where they're breaking down every Taylor oh. Swift album. Okay. And um, I'm not listening to it. I just know because they've had like the the one of the people doing it on the Bill Simmons podcast uh, or one of the people doing that podcast was a guest on Bill Simmons. And so I heard her okay. get interviewed and she was sort yeah. of exactly what I thought she would be. She's 27 year old uh-huh. woman. Sure. <laughs> the other co-host of the podcast, it's like a 48 year old white man. And it's just the strangest thing. Uh, it's just like, sure. it's that's a weird like I'm a Taylor Swift super fan where I can break down their albums. And Oh, by the yeah. way, I'm 48 years old and yeah. I'm a man. Well, that just seems I mean, weird. I, I saw at least one of her concerts. So, but I mean, it was, I was with Skylar and Holly. So it wasn't, I could play it off. Don't like, even oh, give me that. You had the fucking t-shirt and you were, you had yeah. a sign. Fuck yeah. It was awesome. And at one point she showed up in the crowd, like 10 feet from us. Yeah. So that was pretty, I, I squealed like a little girl. Nice. Um, so this takes me to another story of why this is on my mind. Um, my buddy, Chris Mazzola, who's an attorney, um, we were having a party at our house and this next song came on. Um, no, actually, I'm sorry. A different song by this same artist came on and, uh, he was like, man, so the artist's name is Ryan Adams. Uh, nice. and he was like, man, do I love that Ryan, Ad- Ryan Adams album, 1989. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. You know, it's 
just an entire cover album of Taylor Swift's 1989, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, he just looked at me like I had just like blown his fucking world. He's <laughs> like, wait a second, shake it off. Holy shit, you're right. So he listened to this whole fucking album and didn't realize that the entire album is Ryan Adams covering every Taylor Swift song from 1989, but in his own style. And so this song um, is the uh, the version of Bad Blood, um, which is really, oh. really good. Um, and, and Ryan Adams is uh, a very talented musician. Um, very. And it's almost like a shtick to like cover a whole album of like a teeny bopper pop star. Um, but it works really well. And so I think it was kind of done m- maybe tongue in cheek. I don't know, but it sort of seems like it. Tongue so. is something. <laughs> I, I don't know what age she was at that point. So we can't, we can't make any of those. <laughs> okay. um, so this All is right. uh, Ryan Adams, Bad Blood um, for Lance Timmerman. This is Josh Waston. Peace. Stay fresh. Cheese bags. Take a look at what you've done Cause baby now